Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of St. Louis University Billiken Basketball. Contact your local Edward Jones financial advisor for your investment needs by visiting edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Welcome to From the Stands, your one-stop shop podcast for insider access and in-depth interviews with your favorite Billiken coaches and players. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at Billiken Podcast for the latest news on future episodes. Now, here is your host, Billiken Athletic Director, Chris May. Welcome back, Billiken fans, to our uh, podcast from the stands. Uh, it's great to have two of our stud cross-country runners here today with us, Adam Walker and Jackson Higley. How are you guys doing this morning? Pretty good. I'm doing well. Good. Uh, i, I got to tell you, I am fired up. I wish I was going to be over there tomorrow because, as we were talking earlier, <laughs> Nothing better than being a spectator at a good cross-country meet because you actually get to participate as opposed to just sitting and watching people run by you. So I am fired up for you guys. We've got uh, Adam Walker here. Adam is a uh, junior in aerospace engineering for the Billikens, and we've got Jackson Higley, who's working on his, uh, what is it, your doctorate in physical Yeah, doc- doctorate in physical therapy. Okay, yep. doctorate in physical therapy. Uh, Jackson's from Los Altos, California. Adam from Lexington. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. Feeling uh, excited for tomorrow, definitely. Getting a little studying done right now. I'm trying to get ahead on schoolwork. There you go. Well, what's yeah. what's cool about it is uh, so Jackson, tell us a little bit about you. So you are you're you came up through the 800, 1500 meter uh, space, moving up to cross. And Adam, you're more of a distance expert, uh, I believe. But tell tell us, okay, Jackson, if you're 800, 1500-meter guy, so that's closer to my my world, okay? I was an 800 guy a million years ago. How do you take your mentality of a track guy moving up to run and cross? Well, it is a bit difficult. Um, but the big thing is, is getting in a nice mileage base during the summer because yeah, you tell yourself, you know, this is going to help me for those shorter races and track. And when you're in cross country season, you have to trust that mileage base that you had. And it definitely hurts a little bit more. You know, I wasn't maybe uh, built for this uh, naturally as much as say Adam was, but um, you just have to have a tough mindset out there, trust your training and know that it's going to help you a lot on the track. Um, so, yeah. Well, and the great thing is uh, when you really have to close the last thousand thousand meters in a cross country you know you've got the speed to do it absolutely because a lot of people out there when you get to that last that last k mm-hmm. might not have any juice in their legs and when you know that you can totally close on them you can do it so it's super cool how about you adam uh so this is 8k right yeah what's, what's your favorite distance and how do you equate that to what's going to happen tomorrow on the 8k for the a10 cross country championships yeah i think um 5K and 10K, probably my favorite distance. So definitely kind of got to do the opposite of what some of our more middle distance guys do. Got to try to break the field around 4 or 5K so that I don't have anyone out there sprinting next to me the last uh, last 400 meters because I'm probably not going to win that. So, yeah, got to string it out a little 
more from the beginning, make the race a little tougher. So you're, so you're, pre- you're pressing the issues. So, okay, Let, let's talk strategy. I love talking cross-country strategy because it's like no other sport. So what is your guys' game plan individually and as a team, especially in the first four to five K tomorrow? Um, I love talking about, because the mentality of fans have never raced cross country. When you're coming out of the pack, that first 800,000 is like chaos, right? So yeah. what, what are we trying, what are each of you trying to do individually and what are we trying to do as a team tomorrow? Um, you can take it. <laughs> yeah, okay, you I'll, I'll, I'll start. Yeah. I personally, well, I think, uh, we're going to all try to play at our individual strengths because we're all different runners. I'd say we have a great variation of the, our top guys being middle distance track guys and longer distance guys. So we're going to play at our individual strengths for me personally. Um, I plan on staying attached to the front of the race, but going out feeling good so that over that last two or three K I can move up with the speed that we have. Um, and like you said, mentioned earlier, over that last 1,000 or the 400 meters or whatever it is, you know, I'm going to be trying to move past people. So I'm going to be going into that 5K mark, uh, feeling good, feeling like I can move up in the race. So that's my personal plan. How do you – okay, hang on, hang on, before we get to Adam. So how do you manage the first 800 to 1,000 meters of chaos of a cross-country meet? And share with, share with the faithful out there – what is happening when all these people are coming together, trying to hit the, a corner, you know, trying to cut the, cut the corner at like an 800 meter space? How do you manage the major traffic that's happening in that, in that space? Did you want me or Adam to answer this or either? Either. I don't care. I think it's super interesting on how people attack it. Adam, you can go ahead. Um, I think... It just kind of it depends on the size of the field. Um, two weeks ago, we raced at the Bradley uh, Invitational, and there was like almost 300 people in that race. So you just kind of got to find a teammate and stick with them. Jack and I were right next to each other in that first K, just kind of working with each other. Um, it helps just to have somebody right there that at least you have one person near you, you know, isn't trying to push you down or get in front of you or that sort of thing. Um, so that's probably a good way to manage it. I think once it starts to break open a little, that's when you kind of start to individualize the race plan, but you got to be patient and wait for that to happen. So, so Adam, you, you want to go, you want to press the issue early, right? There's going to be 140 runners in the race. So yeah. how, do you, how do you press, how do you press it early? Yeah, I think tomorrow's race, um, definitely expecting a pretty strong, top 10 group of runners. So kind of going with that pace, um, whatever it ends up being, uh, you definitely don't want to take the lead if you don't have to, um, before 5k, you're just going to be wasting energy at that point. So just sticking with that lead group. And as long as it's an honest pace, the race should play out. Okay. That's a great, so you brought up something really interesting. What's an honest pace. Um, Past couple of races, I've been under 24.20. So I think around 4.50 per mile is a pretty honest pace, I would say. Okay. How many miles do you gauge worrying about speed, time, 
versus yep. being with the group. How, at what point do you even consider that, or is it just a feel? Does each race go different? Yeah, I think each race goes a little bit different. Um, I think tomorrow, if it goes through 5K in about, like, let's say, 16 minutes, that'd probably be a little worrisome for some, someone like me because that leaves a lot of big kickers still in the race. Um, whereas if it goes through closer to like 15 flat for the 5K, um, it's going to be a little more strung out at that point. So that's just kind of the gauge. Usually looking around 5K is when I would worry about it a little bit. What about you, Jackson? What do you want it to look like? Um, I would personally give myself a better chance if it did indeed go through a little bit a little bit slower but i feel like because of the things we talked about earlier but i feel like at the same time if it does go out fast which i honestly think it will i trust my mileage base my training enough to stick with it but um but yeah i kind of get more of an advantage in a slower start but um i don't think it's going to be like that tomorrow if i'm being honest <laughs> so, um the only the only question is if if it's wet right yeah. So if it's wet, it could change. It could change the environment. Yeah, um, we luckily got to race on a pretty wet uh, Mizzou course, and I think it rained a little bit at Bradley too. So we've had that's to. A ma- that's a major race. advantage. It's a major yeah. advantage if you but if you race some, um, understand what what uh, a wet muddy track might look like. Sure. Yeah. So you guys have had a great fall. Um, how did you prepare, how did you prepare in mileage? Jackson, you kind of brought it up. How much, how many miles did you guys put in this summer on a weekly basis? Um, I'll, I'll start. So we varied a little bit guy to guy, but, uh, we all put in more than we ever have as a team. It was definitely a focus of ours to have a big summer and we held each other accountable to that. For me personally, I was sitting, uh, 70 to 80 miles a week, um, which was more than I had ever done because I, I knew that that was going to be important to success for this cross-country season was just that mileage base. And like I said, we checked in with each other every week, made sure we were all on our P's and Q's, big accountability uh, this summer. That was the main thing that we were focused on. So, yeah, that was, that was good. That's, that's how you do it, right? I mean, you get, you get your base. Now you've got the base down. Now it's just race time and it's fun. If, yeah. if, you, don't, if you don't put the base in, it's a little bit of a problem. Yes. How about you, Adam? What kind of base did you put in? Yeah, I think um, I had just a little bit higher mileage background. Uh, so anywhere from 80 to 100, depending on the week. Um, just getting in one strong workout a week with that and then focus on base miles the rest of the time. So, so what's, a strong, what's a strong day workout look like for you guys? Um, usually like a longer tempo run, um, something – maybe 5.30 to 5.20 pace for around an hour or something like that. Just getting as much as you can out of it, but then kind of recovering the rest of the week around that. So you're going 12 miles at 5.10 pace? Not not anything that crazy, but... <laughs> I'm, like, um, I, I'm tired driving that fast. You, yeah. You're running that fast, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. How about you, Jack? What's a good workout look for you? Um... See, I'm more – I mean, yeah, I'll do the tempo stuff, but I'm more of an interval-based guy. I love the, the 1K repeats, the mile repeats, uh, things like that, where I can get the speed going a little bit. Um, that's that's my bread and butter is the interval-based training. But like I said, the tempo stuff's very important as well. When So when you do intervals, do you do it on the track or do you do it out on a course? 
it'll it'll vary. Coach will have us go to different places. Like we have a little road loop over in Forest Park that we go to a lot. We'll do uh, sometimes mile segments there. Even it's a two mile loop, so we'll do two mile segments there as well. Um, it's good to get. And then also on the track, we'll do one k repeat session things like that um it's good to get variance in the environment you're running in because cross country every course is different you're not going around a flat track so we want to kind of tweak our environments that we're training in from you know session to session so we try to focus on that as well so last question about racing how do you keep yourselves calm going i mean you you guys have had a great fall you've got the base in now it's like go time right so how do you keep yourself calm between now and tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock um, going up into that? Because you guys, you guys have done a great job. You're prepared and you're ready to go. How do you keep yourself managed and hit it exactly at 10 o'clock tomorrow? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, just doing a little bit of studying during the day helps. Just trying to keep your mind off of it as much as possible. Um, you kind of, when you start to get nervous, just remind yourself of the work that you put in. Um, like you said, kind of look back at the races we've already had this season and you just got to trust that that was enough to get you to this point. Yeah. And I would say also, like you said, we've had success already in the season. You know, we've done, but just follow the same routine that we've done the first few races. Nothing has to change. We're going to go out other than it's a bit of a bigger stage, but the routine stays the same. And you look to your left and your right, you got all your best friends with you. You're happy to be here with them, just excited. You know, it's about fun at the end of the day. We've done, we've surpassed a lot of expectations this, this season, so we're just kind of enjoying it at this point. That, that's, what's, that's what's cool about cross country, especially as we talk departmentally. If you have, if you have that total foundation of gratitude for the moment, if you appreciate what you got and you lead with kindness, if you lead as a great teammate to each other, there's no pressure at all. It takes all the pressure off the shoulders, right? I mean, you guys are great students. You're both super good students, and that's that's part of what helps great runners that they have this foundation that's somewhere else, right? And so you guys know how to manage the classroom. You know how to manage the deal. When you've got that base, I've been very blessed to be around great, great teams and great cross-country teams, and every one of them had the ability to be teammates, to be really great teammates, and that's what took all the weight off their shoulders. And so when you have the weight off your shoulders, now now it's just fun. Now you get to just go race. And so that yeah. uh, that's what's cool. You guys, are, I, I I could see you guys at dinner the other night. That's where that's where your team is, and it's super cool to get to see. I've seen teams that show up apprehensive because they didn't put the base in. When you put the base in, now you just know it's just go race, and it's pretty cool. So that I'm. Uh, I'm really impressed by the work you guys have done. So I want to congratulate you guys for the work you've done. You guys have done a great job at SLU. You're getting an awesome, awesome degree. Now let's let's talk non non uh, cross country right now. What are you guys going to do at post post SLU? What's your game plan? What are you going to do when you leave? What what are you studying? And what do you want to do uh, when you leave and go into uh, the workforce? Um. So yeah, obviously trying to get my doctorate of physical therapy. Um, so in terms of where I'm going to go, I have no idea, you know, that hasn't been decided, but the type of physical therapy I'm interested in, uh, definitely, um, an outpatient orthopedic setting. So that's kind of like working with more typical, just 
the injuries and impairments of that you usually think about with going into PT, kind of just basic stuff. Um, but also, uh, I wouldn't mind trying to get into a situation where I could be working with athletes or um, a team of some sort. Obviously, I have a great interest in uh, you know, athletics and that type of thing. I played a ton of sports growing up and that's how I got interested in PT was my own sports injuries. So that would be an area of interest for me as well. Um, and the last thing I have some interest in is, um, neuro rehabilitation. So that's like stroke patients, um, Parkinson's, things of that sort. Uh, so that's kind of where my general ideas are at for that. You got plenty of time. You got plenty of time. You're getting yes. a great education. You're skilled. You got good grades. They're, the sky's the limit, depending on where, which direction you want to go, Jackson. So super cool, Adam. What are you What are you going to do with aerospace? Yeah, um, I've really enjoyed aerospace engineering, and it's been super interesting degree to get and that sort of thing. Um, I'm actually planning to apply to medical school with it. Um, oh, very and hopefully cool. Hopefully, go into hopefully go into orthopedics after that. But just gonna see where it takes me at that point so awesome very interesting <laughs> all right well hey guys congratulations on a great fall so far uh my advice and counsel to you is to have a blast tomorrow have fun with it you guys are in the haze in the barn so we will be yeah. pulling for you from here good luck we'll be following you and uh we'll look forward to following up after you're done but uh have a great race tomorrow thank you so right. much thank you Thanks for listening to From the Stands with Billiken Athletic Director Chris May. Subscribe to our podcast in the iTunes Store and have the latest episodes sent straight to your phone. Go Billikens! Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of St. Louis University Billiken Basketball. Contact your local Edward Jones financial advisor for your investment needs by visiting edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. SIPC.